In this episode of The Godwood Girl, Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into Acts chapter 8. I'm Stephanie Rodnez, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godwood Girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godwood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godwood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godwood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in. So let's get started with the word of prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to read your word. Lord, we invite your presence here with us, Lord Jesus. Help us be able to see what you want us to see and hear what you want us to hear. Holy Spirit, we love you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to dive into your word and hear what you want us to see. Lord, I love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, my love, so we are picking up with Acts chapter 8 in the easy-to-read version. Remember, at the end of Acts chapter 7 is when Stephen became the first official martyr for the new Christian church. He was sharing the gospel of Christ with all the Jewish leaders, and then he ended up basically pointing his finger at them, being like, y'all killed Jesus, and they, they went hammies, and they drug him outside, they stoned him to death. And while he was there, Saul, who now becomes the Apostle Paul, was there holding people's coats, saying, good job. (laughs) Um, So that's where we pick up in Acts chapter 8. Saul agreed that the killing of Stephen was a good thing. Some godly men buried Stephen and cried loudly for him. On that day, the Jews began to persecute the church in Jerusalem, making them suffer very much. Saul was also trying to destroy the group. He went into their houses, dragged out men and women, and put them in jail. All the believers left Jerusalem. Only the apostles stayed. The believers went to different places in Judea and Samaria. They were scattered everywhere. And in every place they went, they told people the good news. So I just want to pause here at the first four verses. Listen to what happened. Stephen was killed. Stephen was martyred. Stephen was literally murdered because he was professing the glory, the glory and the gospel of Jesus Christ. As a result, it was like this fire was lit, right? This match was struck. And now all of these Jewish leaders began to then target the Christian church, trying to eliminate them completely. And as a result, now Saul and these other people were going into Christian houses, dragging people out, jailing them, persecuting them, prosecuting them. And because of that, believers ended up leaving Jerusalem. So when we think about how the Jewish, the message of Jesus began in the Jewish community, when you sometimes wonder, like, how did it end up becoming that more people outside the Jewish community accept Christ as the Lord and Savior than people in the community? This is where it began because the, the people who believed in Jesus started leaving Jerusalem. They started going to other places and therefore people who were, no, were, who were not Jews started to hear the gospel of Christ. Verse four, they were scattered everywhere and every place they went, they told the good news. So that's why... A couple of chapters ago when we were talking about how, you know, when things go wrong in your business, you you expected a good outcome. You're doing something for the Lord. You're expecting things to go well. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it completely fails and flops and you fall flat on your face. Don't be discouraged. There's always a reason and there's always something that the Lord's going to use that for all the time. 
There's always something he's going to leave it for. So while Stephen was martyred and murdered, and it's so sad what happened to him, so tragic what happened to him, it ended up propelling the gospel of Christ outside of Jerusalem. In addition to that, it's going to lead us to having Saul walking down that road on Damascus where he encounters the Lord and gives his life to Christ, which is absolutely incredible. Verse 5, Philip went to the city of Samaria and told people about the Messiah. The people there heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he was doing. They all listened carefully to what he said. Many of these people had evil spirits inside them, but Philip made the evil spirits leave them. The spirits made a lot of noise as they came out. There were also many weak and crippled people there. Philip made these people well too. What a happy day this was for that city. Verse 9, now there was a man named Simon who lived in that city. Before Philip came there, Simon had been doing magic and amazing all the people of Samaria. He bragged and called himself a great man. All the people, the least important and the most important, believed what he said. They said, this man has the power of God that is called the great power. Simon amazed the people with his magic for so long that the people became his followers. But Philip told the people the good news about God's kingdom and the power of Jesus Christ. Men and women believed Philip and were baptized. Simon himself also believed, and after he was baptized, he stayed close to Philip. When he saw the miraculous signs and powerful things Philip did, he was amazed. Verse 14. The apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted the word of God. So they sent Peter and John to the people in Samaria. When Peter and John arrived, they prayed for the Samaritan believers to receive the Holy Spirit. These people had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, but the Holy Spirit had not yet come down on any of them. This is why Peter and John prayed. When the two apostles laid their hands on the people, they received the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given to people when the apostles laid their hands on them. So he offered the apostles money. He said, give me this power so that when I lay my hands on someone, they will receive the Holy Spirit. Peter said to Simon, you and your money should both be destroyed because you thought you could buy God's gift with money. You cannot share with us in this work. Your heart is not right before God. Change your heart. Turn away from these evil heart thoughts and pray to the Lord. Maybe he will forgive you. I see that you are full of bitter jealousy and cannot stop yourself from doing wrong. Verse 24, both of you, Simon answered, both of you pray to the Lord for me so that what you have said will not happen to me. Then the two apostles told the people what they have seen Jesus do. They told, him the me they told them the message of the Lord. Then they went back to Jerusalem. On the way, they went through many Samaritan towns and told people the good news. So I want to pause there because if you think about Simon and how he was approaching the gospel of Christ the wrong way, we can also see this displayed in our own lives as Christian entrepreneurs. Sometimes when we're reaching out to people, trying to collaborate with people, trying to do a, a giveaway together or do a YouTube video together or do an, a podcast episode together, on that journey, we'll discover that this person who we thought was equally yoked with us and thought like us and worshiped the Lord like us doesn't. And there's a big red flag that happens in those moments because we feel like, well, this is a good collaboration for the business, right? And this will advance the business. And maybe there's something I'm supposed to take from this, which is fine, as long as that's what the Holy Spirit is telling you. If the Holy Spirit is telling you, I don't want you to clap with this person. I don't want you to do anything with this person. I don't want you to do a giveaway with this person. 
You need to make sure you listen to that because people will genuinely, genuinely come up to you, genuinely thinking that, oh yeah, 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 I'm representing the Lord, I'm representing the kingdom. But when you peel the layers back a little bit, you realize they are not on the same page with you at all, not at all. And if you move forward with that collaboration, even though the Holy Spirit told you not to, you are opening yourself up for things to go wrong. Please know this. I love how we can learn this lesson from Peter. He didn't toss Simon out into the street and say, you wicked, you evil, get away from me, Satan. He never did that. But he did warn Simon, like, listen, your heart is not coming from a pure place. You need to get right with God and pray that he does not punish you for what you were trying to do. So you can still minister to that person and let them know, listen, you, you better find yourself right with Jesus, sis. But you don't have to always accept that person into what you're doing. Peter and John did not say, oh, Simon, you good? Okay, cool. Come share the gospel Christ with us. Peter was very clear and said, no, you, you cannot partake in what we're doing. Your heart is not in the right spot yet. You get yourself right with the Lord. And now maybe when you write with the Lord, now maybe we can talk. But you don't have to move forward with it just because that person tells you they are a believer, okay? Trust your instincts. Trust what the Holy Spirit is telling to you, is telling you to do. I had this collaboration happen with, a potential collaboration happen, I should say, with a young woman who came to me and said, oh my goodness, I am a believer and I love the Lord. I want everybody to know who he is as the, as the Lord and Savior. Let's do a collaboration together. And immediately, honestly, when I tell you sisters, like immediately my, the Holy Spirit within me was telling me, this isn't right. Like, don't move forward with this. Something's not right about this. But I ignored it because she said all the right words, right? Like Simon, he got baptized. He was saying all the right words. He was doing all the right things. So as we're moving forward, come to find out my girl was using her platform to DM people and ask them to give her money. That's what she was actually doing. She was not using her platform to share the gospel of Christ. She was using her platform to get other Christians to feel bad for her and send her money. And when I found that out, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, let me not move forward with this. And, you know, that's between her and the Lord. For me, I, I was encouraging her to, you know, start a business, create a product, and then people can purchase your services. Why are you asking people who barely have anything themselves to send you their last $25 so you can, you know, book another hotel room? Like, I just didn't think that was right. But that's between her and the Lord, and we did not move forward with that collaboration. And I praise God for kind of intervening there, because like I said, I'd had the warning sign since when she first contacted me, but it was the Holy Spirit who allowed it to really come out, because I was one day I was like, how are you actually making money? And that's when she told me what she was doing. And I was like, oh my goodness. So listen to the Holy Spirit when he reveals things to you. He is always going to tell you the right thing to do. All right, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Let's pause for a moment for today's sponsor. Verse 26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. The angel said, get ready and go south on the road that leads down to Gaza from Jerusalem, the road that goes through the desert. So Philip got ready and went. On the road, he saw a man from Ethiopia. He was a eunuch and an important, and an important official in the service of Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians. He was responsible for taking care of all her money. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Now he was on his way home. He was sitting in his chariot, reading from the book of the Isaiah, of Isaiah the prophet. Verse 29, the spirit said to Philip, 
go to that chariot and stay near it. So he went toward the chariot and he heard the man reading from Isaiah the prophet. And Philip asked him, do you understand what you're reading? The man answered, how can I understand? I need someone to explain it to me. Then he invited Philip to climb in and sit with him. The part of the scriptures that he was reading was this. He was like a sheep being led to the butcher. He was like a lamb that makes no sound as its wool is being cut off. He said nothing. He was shamed and all his rights were taken away. His life on earth has ended. So there will be no story about his descendants. Verse 34. The official said to Philip, please tell me who is the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself or about somebody else? Philip began to speak. He started with the same scripture and told the man the good news about Jesus. While they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The official said, look, here is water. What is stopping me from being baptized? Then the official ordered the chariot to stop. Both Philip and the official went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord took Philip away. The official never saw him again. The official continued on his way home. He was very happy, but Philip appeared in a city called Azotus. He was going to the city of Caesarea. He told people the good news in all the towns on the way from Azotus to Caesarea. And that is Acts chapter 8. And of course, you guys know I'm going to be obsessed with this concept of being in the right place at the right time. So imagine Philip is walking home. He sees homeboy who's in charge of the queen of Ethiopia's money. So clearly this man is very important, right? Philip could have been intimidated. Philip could have been like, yo, that's like a very important official. I don't want to offend him. I don't want to get on his bad side. So now I'm being arrested and put into jail because I offended the queen of Ethiopia by accident. But he didn't do that. The Holy Spirit said, stay near the chariot. And what I love is that the Holy Spirit didn't tell him the full story of what was going to happen. The Holy Spirit could have said, He's going to be reading the book of Isaiah. I want you to, to get invited into the chariot and explain it to him. I want you to share the gospel of Christ with him. And then later on, I'm going to give the opportunity for you to baptize him. And then I'm going to take you and move you to another city, right? The Holy Spirit did not tell him the whole playbook. The Holy Spirit gave him the first step. And that's what happens so often in our lives as Christian entrepreneurs. We don't see the whole puzzle. We don't see the whole path up the mountain. We don't see the whole way down the peak. We don't see the whole thing. Oftentimes, the Lord just gives us the first step. And when we're obedient, that's when we see the second step. That's when we see the third step. That's when we see the fourth step until the point where this man is now accepting Jesus as his Lord and Savior and being baptized. Because Philip said yes to standing by the chariot, he heard the man reading the book, the, the book from the prophet Isaiah. Because he heard that, he said to the man, do you understand what you're reading? Because he asked the man that, the man invited him to sit in the chariot with him and explain it to him. Because the man invited him and Philip said yes, Philip was able to successfully share the gospel of Christ with this man. And then when they were near water, the man was able to ask to be baptized and go on to Ethiopia where he works for the most important woman in his country where he can now continue sharing the gospel of Christ outside of Jerusalem. Isn't that incredible? All from one yes. When it came to my own company here at Godwood Girl, I didn't know all this was going to happen. I didn't know there'd be a podcast and a, and a Facebook group and all these. I had no idea. 
when I started, I was under the impression that I was going to be making devotionals, right? <laughs> Writing devotionals, creating these YouTube videos that led to sales in these devotionals. That ended up transforming into what is now about to be God the Wood Girl Studios, where praise God, we are now producing original content. And I, I'm, I'm stunned. I'm honestly stunned sometimes when I think about how the Lord did all of this, because my first company was a film production studio. I failed miserably, miserably, almost had to declare bankruptcy in my first business. And I thought it was it. I thought that was over. I thought that my life making movies, making television shows was done. But when God called me with that first video from Dr. E.T. Thomas, when he said, you owe you, and I felt the Lord tugging at me saying, this is what I want you to be doing. I said, yes. And that one less, one yes led to the books which then led to the courses, which then led to the membership program, which now is leading to the app where I'm going to be producing original content again. And it's just extraordinary how God can take one step and move you to the next and move you to the third and move you to the fourth. So whatever God is calling you to do as a Christian entrepreneur, even if you can't see the whole path, say yes to the first step. He will not give you the second one until you say yes to the first, sis. And the reason why God does this is so that he can make sure we're relying on him. We're not taking everything on our own shoulders. We're not trying to figure everything out by ourselves. When he only gives us that first step, now we have to rely on him for the second. And when he gives us the second, now we have to rely on him for the third. That way we are always staying on the right path. We're not straying. We're not trying to figure it out for ourselves. We are keeping our eyes on him. And by doing so, you will always be able to step into your God-given purpose and live the legacy God destined for you. Now, if you're like, well, Stephanie, I know God is asking me to start this first step on my Christian business journey, but I'm nervous. I'm not sure where to go. I have a free Christian business toolkit that'll help you learn the five fundamental P's of purpose nourishment is what I like to call them. The foundations of starting a Christian business online. You can get it for free by going to purposegift.com slash business kit. The link is in the description box of this podcast episode. If you're like, well, Steph, I actually already know, right, that I'm supposed to have a business, but I'm actually not quite sure if I'm a Christian. If that's you, I have really good news for you. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And what that means is that being a Christian is trusting in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you want to make that decision today, it's very, very simple. All you got to do is say this prayer with me, and you'll say, Dear Jesus... I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sister in Christ, if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. Nobody can take it out. Get into a virtual Bible-based church in your area and get started reading the word of God because he loves you so much. I always recommend starting with the book of John. It's literally like the Lord's love letter to you. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to live a good life. And that's what John really communicates. And if you want to read it with me, rewind a few episodes here on this podcast because we did a whole entire study on the book of John. Sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. So that's it for today's episode of the God the Wood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? 
DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godwoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at purposegift.com. Thanks for listening, Godwood Girl. I'll see you on the next one.